We make our beginning this morning in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. And so Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake he forgives you all of your sins. So then, in the stead and by the command of our Lord Jesus Christ, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. Teach me your way, O Lord, that I may walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear your name. I give thanks to you, O Lord, my God, with my whole heart. And I will glorify your name forever. For great is your steadfast love toward me. You have delivered my soul from the depths of Sheol. O God, insolent men have risen up against me. A band of ruthless men seek my life. And they do not set you before them. But you, O Lord, are a God merciful and gracious. Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and and to the Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and will be forever. forever. Amen. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the Church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Since the feast of victory for our God, Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Worthy is Christ the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Our riches. 
his wisdom and strength and honor, blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. O God, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that ever mindful of your final judgment, we may be stirred up to holiness of living here and dwell with you in perfect joy hereafter. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me there is no God. Who is like me? Let him proclaim it. Let him declare and set it before me, since I appointed an ancient people. Let them declare what is to come and what will happen. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from of old and declare it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God besides me? There is no rock, I know not any. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. At this time, it's uh, time for all the youth to come forward. I'm sorry, for all of, the, for all of the, uh, the young disciples to come forward today for the children's message. Also, please be sure to bring up your mighty mites as well.
Okay, you guys can turn around and face me, okay? All right, very good. Okay, well today we're going to be talking uh, about, in our sermon today, what, the, what our LYF youth learn about. Hi Bradley, can you sit down right here please? Thank you. Okay, thank you. We're going to be talking about what they learned uh, at their conference today, uh, this, this past week when we went to Mon- Montana. Um, do you guys know, what do you think a Lutheran is? What's a, what's a Lutheran? What do you think a Lutheran is, Harper? Someone that believes in God? Good, yep. What else, what do you think a Lutheran is, Cordell? A person of the church? Good, okay, anybody else? Cohen? A box? Well, I guess some people could have the personality of a, of a box. I'm not sure. Maybe. I don't know. Perhaps. No. Uh, good. Uh, let's see. Yes, sir. What is a Lutheran? Someone in the community of Christ. All good answers. Okay? Yeah, so what we talked about is what it means to have a Lutheran identity. Okay? And really what, what we learned was is that to have a Lutheran identity just simply means that when God says that he promises something, Bradley, when God says that he promises something, that he does it. And we believe what those promises are. When God says that his word is without error, well, we believe that. When God says that it is through faith alone and nothing that, that we can do or nothing that we can contribute to that, that it is through faith alone that we are saved, well, then that, that's what God means. Okay? And when it means, and when he says that it is through Christ alone and only through Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Well, that's what it, that's really all that it means to be Lutheran. And how wonderful that that, that is. And, and we, I think you guys have probably heard before, uh, one of Martin Luther's very famous sayings is when, when, when he got done explaining himself uh, before all of the people that had gathered to question him, he said, well, this is my confession. This is what I believe. And here I stand, and I cannot do anything else. Okay? And so that's what we're going to be talking about today, is, is really what it, it means to be uh, a person of faith, and what it means to have a Lutheran identity. Okay? All right, will you guys put your hands together and repeat after me, please? Dear Jesus, thank you for grace. Thank you for faith. And thank you for Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that, it, that we are saved by grace, through faith, in Jesus. We love you, Lord. Amen. Thanks for coming up. You guys can go back and sit with your folks. Epistle reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 18 through 27. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay 
and obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now. And not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches hearts knows, that is, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus put another parable before them, saying, The kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while his men were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. And the servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? He said, No, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the weed along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Gather the weeds first and bind them in, in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. And he left the crowds and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, and the good seed is the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the sons of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the close of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are gathered and burned with fire, so will it be at the close of the age. The son of man will send his angels. And he will gather out of his kingdom all causes of sin and lawbreakers and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there would be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears, let him hear. This is the gospel of our Lord. Today is number 809 in the Lutheran service book, Great is Thy Faithfulness, number 809.
Will you all pray with me, please? Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. What I thought that we would talk about today is a pastor's perspective on what our our youth learned in their trip to the great state of Montana, which, by the way, is a really, really long ways away from southwest Missouri. And the theme of the conference was, as it is the 500th year of the Reformation, the theme of the conference was, Here I Stand. And it was really all about what it means to be a Lutheran, what it means to be a Lutheran Christian and what it means to have that identity as such. And so what I thought I would talk about with you all this morning is, again, just a pastor's perspective on sort of what I learned at camp, (laughs) what I learned uh, by observing our youth, by being at, at this conference that we had the great privilege and the great opportunity to go to. The first thing that I learned, and I knew this going in, but it it really... Uh, I guess you could say manifested itself and, and really became much more clear to me. You know, you folks should be so proud of the youth that we have. I was so beyond impressed with them. You see, I remember what it was like to be a high school youth, and you didn't always go to youth group for the Word of God. Sometimes you went to meet a girl. Sometimes you went just to have fun. There were sort of a lot of other reasons for why you went to youth group and for why you went on these conferences and trips and gatherings that we have. But this particular group of youth, I I just was so incredibly impressed with. Every night at the end of the day, we would go through and we would go around and every one of them had the opportunity to talk about and to tell us one thing that they learned in their breakout sessions. There were uh, somewhere between two to four, two to three breakout sessions per day that were really geared towards specific aspects of the overall theme, which was what it means to have a Lutheran identity. And each and every night, they just said things that, that, that really just blew me away. They were so incredibly profound. And I learned so much from them. There were, I I have been a Missouri Synod Lutheraner my entire life, and there were many songs that we sang in worship at this conference that I didn't know, that I had had never sang before. But do you want to know who did know? Our kids did. And I was so incredibly impressed by that and so just incredibly pleased by that. Several of them would be taking notes during these breakout sessions, and when it came time to talk about what they learned during that day, they would take out what their notes were, and they would just read off what it is that they learned. So please take assurance in the fact that, yes, we had a lot of fun on this, on this trip, but, man, these, these students learned so much, so much about, about what it means to be a a person, a youth in this world that we live in today, and so much what it means to be a Lutheran youth in this world that we live in today. You know, students today are really, they're really exposed to so much, to so many more things that are dangerous to them than I ever was. Through 
the internet, through their friends, through the things that are being taught in our schools, all of those things. There is a war for our souls going on each and every day, every single day. And what I learned was, was that really the only, only thing that, that allows us to continue in this world is what we are rooted in, that we are rooted in Christ, that we are rooted in the fact that we are baptized into Christ and everything that that means. You know, it is, it's not easy being a student, being a high school kid, in the 21st century. It's, folks, it's just not. Um, I, can't, I can't tell you the, uh, the number of, of times, whether you're looking at, at the news or whether you're talking with them, and it's just, it's incredible everything that they, that they can be and sometimes are, unfortunately, exposed to. And what a great thing that this conference was, what a great foundation that this church has, that it has rooted them in. I told them, I think on either the first night that we were there or the second night that we were there, I said, you know, guys, I'm so incredibly impressed by you because what you are rooted in, who that you are rooted in, who's that you belong to is so incredibly evident to me. And this is a product of the families that they have, of the parents that they have, of the church that they go to, of the schools that they have gone to, you know, especially if they have, have come to our, our school here. I was just so incredibly impressed by them and so very thankful that we get to call them ours. The second thing that I learned, the second thing that I learned is that our Lutheran identity is real, and it is powerful, and the reason why it is real and the reason why it is powerful is because of Christ. I love how, how one pastor put it, and I'm, I'm not going to get it exactly right, but he said this. He said, we truly deserve punishment for taking what God created to be holy and pure and perfect, and then we twist it and we pervert it. But Christ has taken our pages-long list of failings, and he hit the delete button, and they were gone. The theme, again, was here I stand on Christ and on his promises. And so what are those promises? Well, he promises us that we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, through scripture alone. And I think as Lutherans, we sort of tend to hear that, that phrase mentioned in some way or form or another, and sometimes we can sort of get desensitized to it. But as, again, one of the other pastors mentioned, our faith is not rooted in, well, it's Christ and this. It's Jesus and this. There's something else that we have to somehow contribute to our faith. No. Grace alone, through faith alone, through Scripture alone. You know, if you, if you, ever, get, if you ever get a, sun, a sunburn, where do you go to get the purest aloe vera? From the plant, right? Okay? That's the best way to heal the sunburn that you have. If you are a steak eater like I am, 
Now, I'm not talking about just a casual steak eater, but one that just really enjoys a good side of beef, right? You know that you don't add ketchup to the steak. You don't have to add A1. You don't, maybe, maybe some salt, maybe some pepper, and that's it. Why? Well, because you enjoy the pure flavor of the steak that you are eating. That's a really silly example and a really silly way to get to this, to this main point. Folks, it's Christ, and it is Christ alone, and we don't have to add anything to it. We don't have to, to, to try to gussy it up. We don't have to try to make it pretty or, or try to, to make it our own feeble efforts to try to make it sound so wonderful. No, the gospel is, is that Jesus Christ came and he lived here. God came down from heaven, was incarnate and born in the Virgin Mary and became man and was crucified for us under Pontius Pilate. And he suffered, and he was buried. And then on the third day, he rose again, according to the scriptures, just as he said that he would. You see, being Lutheran is really nothing more than believing in the promises that Christ has given. I thought it was so very interesting to me that in a conference that was well, let's just say, if you didn't know how Lutherans worshipped before the conference, you knew how they did afterwards. We worshipped a lot. At one point, I think I said to Fawn, she said to me at the end of the day, she said, so we, we, we've got kind of one more service to go through, and I said, well, I kind of feel like I've had a lot of church. <laughs> <laughs> but I began to understand why they did it, and I began to understand why why the days were set up like that. You know, I, I've, you've heard me talk in messages and in sermons be, before about what real life is. That was, that was real life. We worshiped four times a day, not just for 10 minutes, at least 30 minutes and sometimes an hour each and every time. We listened to two sermons every single day. We were absolutely enthralled and and what's the word that I want to use? Um, Hannah, how would, would you say it? We were just, in, she's, she's tired. She's looking at me like, Pastor, come on, man. Don't, don't, do, don't do this to me. We were immersed. That's the word I want to look for. We were absolutely immersed in God's word to the point that, that we were just saturated with it. And I began to realize, you know, this is what, this is what the real world is. This is what the real world actually is. The world that, that Christ and God and the Holy Spirit initially created everything to be. It is such a great honor and a great privilege to be a member at this particular church because it is a Lutheran church. And I, I don't say that as somebody who was bragging, well, because I'm Lutheran and, you know, blah, blah, blah. No. <laughs> I say that because... What we are rooted in, again, is grace, is grace alone, faith alone, Scripture alone. The Bible talks about this, uh, how, how being rooted in, in Christ and in his word is so incredibly important. Because when the winds come, 
and the really difficult times come, yeah, sometimes our, uh, us as these, if, if you can sort of imagine us as these trees that are sort of being swayed back and forth this way and that, I can assure you that the tree that doesn't fall over is the one that's rooted in Christ. And this church, through, it, through her people, through her moms and her dads and her pastors, they have rooted their youth in Christ. You want to talk about a gift that, that the, the best and the most perfect gift that, that we can ever give to our children, folks, look no further than that. Being rooted in Christ. Grace alone, faith alone, scripture alone. And as one of the pastors said, you know, sometimes you, you, you can get these people and these Christians who, yeah, you know, I, I, um, I am here to tell you Trust me, there will be more than Lutherans in heaven. Trust me. But what, but what some of these other Christians sort of begin to teach is they, they teach, well, yes, it is, it is Christ alone, but there's something else. It is, it, is, it is Christ and also this. It is Christ and you also have to have a dynamite prayer life. It is Christ, and you also have to have a make sure that you are going to church every single Sunday. And it is Christ, and making sure that you are raising your family in this way or something. Let me be perfectly clear. It's Jesus. It's Christ. It is the confession of faith that, that we have the great opportunity to confess here each and every Sunday. And hopefully that we are doing every week between Sundays in our own homes. This confession of faith that Jesus Christ came and he lived and he died and he rose again. We continue to teach, preach, and confess Jesus Christ crucified. And, from, and on, on behalf of the youth, and they will have the opportunity, I think, next Sunday, Vaughn, um, they will have the opportunity next Sunday to tell you from their own perspectives and from their, their own words what they learned and what this, what, this, what this last week meant to them. And I can tell you what it meant to me. It, it really brought home what Luther ended his when he was at, when he was in, uh, when he was at Worms, at the Diet of Worms. He gets done um, confessing everything that, that, that he needs to, he says, I cannot recant and I cannot repent of these works that I have, that I have put forth because, well, they are the expositions of God's word. They are this confession of faith. And he wasn't going to let anybody take that from him. It is that same confession of faith that we here today confess. It is that same confession of faith that people are, that, that, infants all the way through adults are baptized into. It is that same confession of faith that we have the great opportunity to take part of. They're, they're, they're not just symbols. They're not just, just, just sort of things that, that we do to make us sound churchy. <laughs> they are part of, of our confession of faith, which is so, which, which, which people died, died for, which people fought so very hard for, not so that they could be called Lutheran. I mean, did you guys know that Luther never intended for his followers to be called Lutherans? He didn't want that. 
As a matter of fact, he just assumed stay Catholic. He just wanted to change a, a few things, well, several things, um, about the way that they were believing. But it is that confession of faith, that for which we are rooted in, that for which our youth are rooted in, that makes me so very happy and so very proud to be a member at this church and to be a part of a church body. I see Pastor Griffin here. His church body, I know, does the same thing. They are teaching and confessing the same thing. Grace alone, faith alone, scripture alone. No, no frills, no trying to gussy it up. No. Just pure and unadulterated gospel. Jesus, 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 Jesus. This is what they learned. This is what I learned. Please come back next Sunday so that you can learn from their own mouths what they learned. But again, I thank you for allowing them the opportunity to go and to learn these things, for allowing them the opportunity to go and be immersed not only in God's word, but in, in worship and in, in hymns and everything else that they had the opportunity to do. It is the greatest gift that you could ever give was this gift to our youth and the, uh, the gift that, that you continue to give um, each and every day, each and every Sunday, every day that we are here. Will you pray with me, please? Dear Lord, we thank you for this confession of faith that we have. We thank you, Lord, that we have youth here that we are so proud of. Youth, Lord, that, that take their faith seriously, every single one of them. And Lord, we pray that, that you would continue to watch over them, continue to bless them, continue to keep them rooted in their baptism, continue to keep them rooted in the faith for which they were washed in. May we, Lord, as, as, as pastors and as parents and as congregation members, may we continue to encourage them in that. May we continue to build them up in that faith. And so, Lord, we give, you, we give you thanks, we give you praise, and again, Lord, we thank you for this confession of faith that we have, that you have given to us, that we are saved through faith alone, by grace alone, given in Scripture alone. Amen. Please stand. We now confess together the words of our Christian faith, and we do so using the Nicene Creed. The Nicene Creed is found printed on the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in one God.
proceeding Father and Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Please be seated. It's now time to collect our tithes and offerings. Now is a good time to fill out the red sign-in book that is uh, in the pews there. Will those who receive the book on the window sides please send them back towards the aisle sides and so that the top page can be tore off and that the elders can collect it. And so with that, we do collect our tithes and offerings. The LWML Dorcas Ladies' Aid Salad Supper will be held Thursday, August 3rd at 6 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. Mara Sparks, a Pier City resident who visited Cuba in May, will present the program. All ladies of the congregation are invited to bring a salad and a tin. Come and enjoy the evening. In celebration of the 500th anniversary of the Reformation, t-shirts like the ones the students and faculty wear at school, are being offered to our church family so that they may celebrate the Reformation anniversary. Get your order in now. Our quarterly church voters meeting is set for July 30th at 7 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. During the month of July, Trinity Lutheran School is having a food drive to stock the school kitchen for the 2017-18 school year. Both food and monetary donations are welcome. Items that are needed include cans of fruit and vegetables, applesauce, green beans, baked beans, condiments, french fries, tater tots, other schools. <coughs> After school starts, fresh fruits and vegetables are welcome. The Board of Evangelism is planning the July food in-gathering for July 23rd and July 30th. The distribution date is scheduled for August 2nd. Steve and Elaine Griman would like to thank you for their cards, well wishes, announcements of a teaching new, new teaching position and moving to be with our daughter and grandson. Thank you for six good years. We will remember you and keep you in our prayers.
In our prayers this morning, we have a few folks that we want to remember and to lift up. First, for those on our health list, for Melba McCord, Nancy McRoberts, Mary Fritz, Ella Kleibaker, Flora Oberman, Landreth Worm, Dana Robb, Erwin Kruger, Erna Shane, Janice Meyer, Myron Reed, Rosa Marie Griman, Carol McIntyre, Marilyn Stewart, Elmer Kaiser, Orrin Fritz, Ethel Helmkamp, Dan Haynes, Dale Chapman, Joan Haynes, Becky Morgan, Addison Trokey, John Fritz, and Andy Morgan. Also, uh, a prayer for Ed and Lori Evett uh, on the loss of Ed's mother. Uh, also, for those celebrating birthdays and anniversaries, uh, for David and, and Jean Spray, who will celebrate 37 years of marriage on July 27th. And for Nellie Stellwagen, who will celebrate 85 years of life on July 23rd. And Robert Harris, who will celebrate 82 years of life on July 24th. With that, we go to our Lord in prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for the confession of faith that you have given to us. The confession of faith, Lord, that it is really all about Jesus. That, Lord, that our faith is, is not based on or rooted in Jesus and something else. The Lord, that our faith and our salvation is rooted in Christ and in Christ alone, Lord. For as your word says, that all who call upon the name of the Lord Jesus will be saved. We thank you, Lord, for giving us this gift, this gospel gift, through certain means, through the word, Lord, and through your sacraments. And we pray, Lord, especially for our students. And Lord, we thank you for the faith that you have given to them. We thank you, Lord, for their parents, for their grandparents, for their families, for their church, for their leaders. Lord, who have continued to instill this faith in them, who have continued to nurture it, continue to pray for them. Lord, we, we know that this is the greatest gift, the greatest thing that we can ever possibly imagine to give them. And Lord, we pray that, that when difficult times in their lives come, when, if they should begin to question their faith, if they should begin to question you, we pray that you would remind them that they are baptized into Christ, that their roots go so much deeper and far deeper than Satan could ever hope to achieve. So, Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for grace alone. We thank you for faith alone. We thank you for Scripture alone. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we pray for favorable weather. Lord, we pray for rain. We, we pray for cooler weather, that you would bring forth a bountiful harvest. Uh, Lord, be with all of those who work in the fields and really de depend on these harvests and on, and on favorable weather, Lord. We pray, for, and we pray for your mercies upon them and upon us, uh, again, Lord, that they would have a very bountiful harvest. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the church that we have, for the school that we have. Two places, Lord, for which Grace alone, faith alone, and scripture alone are taught and believed. And Lord, we ask that uh, for, all of, for all members, for all students, for all teachers, Lord, we pray that this gospel would permeate us. 
that it would permeate our lives. So everything that we think, do, and say, that it is all a reflection of that gospel truth. Lord, in your mercy. Gracious God, we lift up a special prayer for all those that we know who are suffering, whether, Lord, it's physically, spiritually, or emotionally. We pray especially, Lord, for all those that we have named who are on our help list. Please keep them safe. Please keep them close to you. Heal them, Lord, according to your good and gracious will. Lord, we lift up a special prayer for Ed and Lori upon the loss of Ed's mother. We pray, Lord, that you would wrap your loving arms around this family, that you would console them with the comfort of knowing that there will be a resurrection of all flesh. Lord, that, that you will come, that you will come to fulfill the promises that you began in us in our, bap, in our baptism. And Lord, uh, in this foretaste of the feast to come through your body and your blood. Lord, we also, and, uh, Lord, we also pray um, uh, for all of those who do not yet know you as their Lord and Savior. Especially, Lord, those who name before you in our hearts now. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we give you thanks also for those who are celebrating birthdays and anniversaries for David and Jean as they celebrate 37 years of marriage. We pray, Lord, that, that you would keep them close to one another, that, they would, that you would keep them close to you. May they always look to you and always seek you and your kingdom first. We give you thanks, Lord, for the birthdays of Robert and for Nellie. Lord, we pray that you would bless them and watch over them and keep them close to you, Lord, in this next year of life. Lord, in your mercy. Lord, we thank you for the gift of Holy Communion that is here before us. This means, Lord, this way by which you give to us your grace and your gospel. Lord, we thank you for the confession of our faith, which teaches us from your holy word that this is Christ's true body, that this is Christ's true blood, in, with, and under the bread and the wine. And Lord, that you are truly present here, that you are truly present here for us, that you are with us, and Lord, it is through this sacrament that you yourself gave to us that our sins have been forgiven. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray. Trusting in your mercy through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks unto the Lord our God. It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and in all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, 
For what had been hidden from before the foundation of the world, you have made known to the nations in your Son. In him, being found in the substance of our mortal nature, you have manifested the fullness of your glory. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and singing. Our Lord Jesus Christ, in the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when they had given thanks, he broke it, and he gave it to them, and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. In the same way also, we took the cup after supper. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and said, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
first of our distribution hymns is number 578 in the Lutheran service book, Thy Strong Word.
stand. And now may this, our Savior's body and blood, strengthen and preserve you in the one true faith until life that is everlasting. Depart in his peace and joy. Amen. We give thanks to you, Almighty God, that you have refreshed us with this salutary gift. And we implore you that of your mercy, that you would strengthen us. We are the same in faith towards you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Our closing hymn is number 921 in the Lutheran service book on what has now been sown. pleasure to bring you this worship service from Trinity Lutheran Church in Freistadt, Missouri. We pray that you have benefited spiritually from this service and invite you to worship with us next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. If you are not able to be with us in person, we invite you to listen by means of this broadcast on freistatradio.com. We commend you to the loving care of our gracious Heavenly Father. May His love surround you and His mercy be evident to you in all things. To all of our guests and all of our visitors today, we're very glad that you were here to worship with us. Um, please make sure to, to uh, come to church next Sunday because the youth again will be here and they will share from their, their own perspectives uh, what they learned on this trip that we were on this last week. Again, we thank you for your prayers.
for your gifts, um, and we, we thank you especially for the gift that you continue to give to them, uh, which is their confession of faith, which is being rooted in Christ and in Christ alone. I pray that you all would have a very blessed week in the Lord.